Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I feel like I'm saying this every week now. Man, it is good to watch you do that yell in person. You are like the only person that has responded in this whole problem. It's good to see you yell in person because I can say this at home. They don't get the same. They don't, they don't feel the same joy when I yell in person. Jason, did you know that Budget Blinds is the place for you to get your hands on the Signature Series shades? All hail our robot shade over. Why, Jason? Why are those Signature Series shades so important? Well, number one, they are high quality shades, like on their own ground, just on their own. They're high quality shades, but the the coolest part is that you can operate them remotely. So like you and I, Nick, I think I think we've been fairly clear that our brain includes a significant dollop of laziness. Maybe three dollops. And when we're sitting on the couch, do we want to get up because the sun's moved to the angle and kind of shining in our eyes, blocking our view of the television? Like, you know, we don't want our view of Salvador Perez affected by sunlight in our face. But do we want to get up? No, we don't want to get up. So we can, with the Signature Series Shades, which is a phrase that I still can't say well, we can do that from our phone. We could tell Alexa or Siri or Google to do it for us, and we don't have to get up. So we get the benefits of that. We can schedule the shades to go up and down at the times when it improves our safety, our comfort, and our energy efficiency. We have lots of ways to do it. So it's they're awesome. That's why they are our robot shade overlords. And you know what? You can see them. And you can get those shades right in the heart of our city in downtown Lee Summit. Go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tom Jason Nick sent you. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is a six-time all-star in my book. Wait, no, I don't. I don't have the all-star tats. You don't have the tats that uh, Salvi does. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee's Summit. I should get the all-star tats. I I mean, look, in my heart, you're an all-star every year. Aw, shucks. So you've been married now for what, what, 22 years, something like that? This will be year 22. All right, so how many all-star tats do you get from your years of marriage? Well, 23. Uh, I mean, look, we know Mrs. Link to Lee Summit's gotten all 22. She's Her arm is tattooed all the look, way up. I'm a catch, man. I'm a catch. <laughs> I just wonder, because like there... Come look, on. I want you to know that I said that with a straight face. You did, and your uh, your ability to hold form on that was impressive. But, uh, I should get a crown just for that. Yeah, like I feel like you know maybe at a certain point we're getting the all-star nods just for longevity, but I'm not sure that we deserve them I think year. I think we get the nods of the sure dad. Yeah. Sure. It's like... The polite golf clap yeah, exactly. of all-star nuts for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Blink to Lease Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is, because I couldn't think of anything else, tacos. There they are. You're going to have to get more creative. I know. I Look, it's it's a slow week, which we're about to get into. And when, I, when in doubt, tacos. Tacos. Jason, I'm going to get to our topic of the day in a second. But here's the... the Guys, there's one big news story. There's one big news story right now, but we don't have news yet. Um, the the LSR seven Board of Education met Tuesday night for the decision, not a decision concerning LeBron James, but a decision about a local teacher. We all we've all been following this story. Here's the thing, folks. We got to remember the district has 72 hours. 
to make that decision public, whether or not they are going to support Dr. David Buck's decision to terminate teacher and football coach Joe Oswald, or they can vote to reinstate him. And we will know that decision anytime between now and Friday. Here's, here's my assumption, my analysis. We'll know on Friday. News dump. News dump on Friday. And, and I think for whatever reason, they have, they have opted to take things out as far as possible every step of this process. Right. They, they're, they're maximizing when they, the when chance. They held, when they held the meeting yesterday, that was the, that was the last possible day they were allowed by the law, by the State uh, Tenured Teacher Act. That was the last day available. They were, they were allowed to have it post-public hearing, and Friday will be the final day they have to make that announcement. I'm guessing that's when we're going to hear. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, I mean, look, if you're if you are in the uh, message management business, you that's when you wait till you wait till that last second to where you have you get that two or three day buffer of the weekend to let the news kind of blow up and die down. And then and then you can kind of sift through it come the next week. And, and you know where you can go to get that announcement, to get that news. You can go to the only 100 percent local news source in Lee Summit because you deserve it. You can go to Link to Lee Summit. We'll have that news as soon as it's available. There you go. All right. So now that we're to this pesky little story that like everybody wants to actually know about and talk about and think about and analyze and all that, that's fine. That's all good. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Let's nerd out. Are you, are you ready for today's topic? I'm, I'm ready. This, I, is just, this is just for Jason. I have my pocket protector. But I think there's a reason behind letting you put on your nerd hat. Yeah. Yay, nerd hat. We have off and on... Through this podcast, we've talked a lot about developments as they as the proposals come and go and new developments start in town. We talk a lot about public incentives, about TIFs and tax increment fi- financing and other things. This is a good time, based on what was on the docket, the agenda for last night's uh, city council meeting. This is a good time, I think, Jason, for us to revisit it because there were there were three items on that. Two are expiring TIFs. Which I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about here in a second, and one was a new development project with some other public incentives involved. So, Jason, we always talk about when the tiffs are formed, when these when these incentives are given out to developers to bring stuff in, but we don't always talk about when they end. And I think that's that's probably a good thing for us to bring up because what that means is now with these. Oops, I just broke the cardinal rule and punched my microphone. Now what this means is. When it ends, money from these developments is finally coming into the public coffers. So let's talk a little bit about these two developments, Jason. Okay, so there are there were three incentive programs on the docket um, for for Tuesday night, and two of them are um, ex- what we'll call terminating tips. Um, so they they are as follows. The first one um, that was on the docket is the East Fifty Highway Corridor TIF Project Four. There are there, so there is more than one piece to this incentive. Pr- package, but this is the project for, um, for those of you who do not speak fluently summit TIFF, that is the, uh, the portion of it that was for the development of the, the price chopper, the Johnny's Tavern and those, that those, uh, developments there at 50 highway and Todd George. Um, that was done in, uh, 2013. I was actually sitting on planning commission when those developments were coming through. Um, we didn't do the TIFF because that's not what planning commission does, but essentially, what has happened um, in a TIF, just to, to refresh what um, does, is essentially any tax money that is collected um, is then like for like property taxes and things of that nature is either not collected so that they can recoup that cost 
um, developers can recoup that cost to help complete a certain in, you know in improvements. Often they have to be public. Most of the time they have to be what we call public improvements. But that that definition is we'll get to in a little For the bit. Public good can be a little bit broad. Um, but second, but primarily, so at a certain point, the money that is put aside that they you know there's a budget that they put in. In this case, it was about two point six million dollars in reimbursable costs, and a lot of that was for stormwater work and curbs and and street cuts or you know curb cuts and things like that go into the public sort of the, uh, near to the public benefit, road improvements, stormwater, all that kind of good stuff. And there was a lot of stormwater improvement done with that project. There's a huge retention basin there on the west side of it that not only dealt with the stormwater that the project created, but it also helped cure a lot of stormwater issues that the people who were living to the, the north of it neighborhoods, yeah. were suffering from because just to, to really get water was coming essentially rain stormwater would come from the south side of 50 highway across the highway into that through the plot where that was development was going to be and into the backyards and yards of the people that were on the north side of it and this solved a lot of that issue and and has been uh, has actually worked exactly as planned it's been really good so anyway they collected uh, over time so the the developer has collected this 2.6 million dollars in reimbursable costs over time so now that that has been done the city has you know they put their paperwork in they've done all the stuff and the city has come in and said okay the tiff is now this part of the tiff is now over and the tax income that would be generated that would have gone, you know, continued to go on is now going to come back into the public coffer. So in this regard, this is now just a seven-year-old TIF, which isn't, which is really pretty short. Most of these are scheduled out on like a 20 or 30 year or 20 to 25 year timeline. I think state law limits at like 23 years or something like that. And, and so it's, they're usually put out over a long time. So that means that this was pretty successful and probably in terms of dealing with sales tax generation and property tax generation over that course. So Net, beginning in 2022, this building is going to pay more taxes that are actually going to come to the public benefit. So that's good. Um, and so this is literally the project working as it's planned. The other one is the I-470 Business and Technology TIF plan, um, which once again, for those of you who don't speak, and I had to go dig this one up because this one predates my uh, work with the city um, on the planning commission, is essentially some of the... Uh, development on 470 up towards Lakewood as it gets there's there's pieces and parts in there that were that were part of a TIF. So that TIF was done in 2007 uh, was originally signed in 2007 and it now 14 years later has uh, reached its endpoint and and done what it was done and was terminated as well. Another but a longer term, right? We we you know those of you who have lived in the area for more than 15 years. Remember when that stretch of road was essentially empty, um, where there was no development there on the west side of it at all. I mean, there's still not a lot on the east side, but that's a that's a Mormon church thing, and that's a different set of conversations. Uh, and and we you've got that process, and so now you can see that there are a lot of medical office, and there's like insurance buildings and law and offices and all kinds of different stuff that have popped up there, including light industrial and other things, and and it has now generated the money from the property taxes as those developments have come online to uh, to pay off its end of things, or at least this portion of that TIF, because I'm sure there are other incentive pieces throughout that that district, and now it's being terminated as well. And there we have. So that's two. That's we, we talk all the time about process. That's two points where the process has ended, and now the money shifts, tax 
tax money that's collected shifts back into the public coffers. Right. So those are um, so those are those. And and you know we will try to pay attention. And we've talked about other ones over the years. The uh, Summit Woods TIF. Um, the original TIF paid off like much much faster than they had anticipated. The Summit Fair TIF took a little bit longer, and they've had to fiddle with that a little bit more because of the. Uh, the economic downturn, the Great Recession back in 2009 and 10. And a lot of that stuff has happened over these years that there's, and so we, you know, we want to point out like a lot of these TIFs do pay off and now these properties begin to pay property taxes. And that is not to say that all of these TIFs are good deals by no means. Um, that That is a question that- they, That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. And there's a lot of leeway on whether you think that the- Councilmember Rob Johnson will be calling you in the next five right. minutes. There's a lot of stuff that, that can vary on that. And, and I, I would say reasonable opinions can differ on the utility and benefit of TIFs and other incentive packages. But they do, some, many of these actually do eventually pay off and, and the development happens. And then that's what- and the, and. That's what we're hope for. That's what the city hopes for when they when they grant these tips that the development happens and that they the property values go up because of the development that does happen and then they get they gain the money on the back end. Right. It's an investment from the city to to incentivize development and that on on the other side of things we're going to make even more money. We're going to bring right. in even more tax dollars for future city projects. Right. I want to shift gears a little bit now, Jason. Let's talk to the talk about the third project over on Oldham. Um, this is kind of an amendment and a change to the incentive agreement. Yes, um, but not really a big one, well, not like not a fundamental change. So this is 1103 Southwest Oldham, which for those of you who speak older Lee Summit is the old Pizza Hut. You there used to get to your pizzas there. At 50 and 3rd, um, that building. And, you know, America is dotted, right, with those old Pizza Hut buildings and those <laughs> old Taco Bell buildings. And this is one of those old Pizza Hut buildings with the red roof and the whole bit. Let's, let's pause for a second. Our old Taco Bell building is gone. It's finally gone. There have been a number in the uh, the Long John Silver's slash A&W Root Beer building got torn down at uh, 50 and Chip, or 291 and Chipman as well for what will be a Scooter's Coffee um, as well. So, But anyway, so this building is going. So there was an incentive package uh, development agreement, I shouldn't say, an incentive package agreed to under the uh, Land Clearance for Redevelopment Authority Act, which means that the old Pizza Hut building itself is going to have to be torn down and then a new structure is put into place, and that's the LCRA, because that land clearance is a literal thing. You have to clear the land right. of the, quote, blighted structure uh, and and put a new building in its place. That's part of this this process to get a, a piece of land that may have outlived, a building that may have outlived its commercial usefulness regenerated and re, redone. So there's that piece. There was also, on top of that, a CID, Community Improvement District, um, which is typically they charge an, an additional sales tax piece on that that was tagged into that for helping pay for some of the other, and I'm going to use very loose air quotes here, public improvements that go along with that. So what's happened, or what essentially what came up in front here is a a clarification or amendment on the how the dollars for the CID as they're generated will be distributed. And it's a few million dollars. And, and I, like I said, I don't want to go into the whole big messy details on it, but there are things there. Now, I have opinions on the use of CIDs for projects like this, but that and we're going to put that aside 
because I'm not, I'm not, we'll deal with those. But what has happened is, is this is an amendment to one that was really just passed in February to help redevelop this land that was, okay, we're clarifying the numbers. We now have better idea on what the costs are going to be and how they're going to be distributed. And they've negotiated that with the city. And this is what's been put forth in front of the council. So it's not a fundamental change to the incentive packaging. It's just more of a clarification or a, uh, you know, putting actual numbers in front of more of a general project before. All right. Well, that is just a quick look in what we, we like to follow, how public dollars are being spent, how those incentives work. So thanks, Jason, for putting your, your pocket protector in. Anytime. Man. <laughs> and giving us some of that nerdy explanation. I know not everybody loves it, but I think it is a – even if just an overview, I think, I think it is important for all of us to know how those work and, and, and that this is a little bit of how your, how your tax dollars are being spent to, to encourage and bring in – other development. Right. And it's good to see that, you know, that sometimes they work in the way yeah, that I they're think, intended. I think that a lot of times there are blanket statements about incentive policies and that that it's not always a good thing or they never end and the city never, you know, the people never get a return. I believe actually we had a comment by our current mayor when he was running that they never pay for themselves. They never are a good thing. So, you know, but I'm not... Not agreeing or disagreeing. Well, and We're I just putting those numbers out. Yeah, and I and I and I think look, we can have a future episode where we talk about judging how you judge whether or not they did the things they they said they were going to do. But I think it I think it is is as important to talk about when these development deals start that we also need to talk about when they end. You know, the length of time is important. You know, there have been some that that have paid off quicker than the, the planned amount of years. And all of a sudden, that money turns and starts coming back in, in into the public sphere of things. So I think it's I think it's important that we note these, and maybe we should make a note and come back and and, and have an episode sometime in the near future where we where we talk about how do you actually judge these incentive packages and and, and whether or not they do the things they they say they're going to do. That's a future episode. Jason, I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up for this this week. We are all going to stay tuned with the school district to see what the board of education's decision was as it relates to Dr. Buck's decision to terminate a teacher. As soon as that decision is announced, we will push it out to the people. That's it. We'll talk to everybody next time.